uh, just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? Vodka. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain. Danko, you're welcome. <laughs> Hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? Take a leak on a Kremlin wall or something? Now, he's about to team up with the most unpredictable cop. How you doing, honey? Drop dead. Thank you. On the streets of Chicago. He's got his own kind of style. Body language is a beautiful thing, isn't it? He's got no style at all. Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. With this much friction... I give up. This whole thing's very Russian. There's gotta be heat. I take care of this. Red heat. And welcome back. Another week means another review. And we can't do that without Neil, who's here. Neil, how are you? Oh, Stu, I'm here. I'm with you yet again, talking about films like we like to do, which is fantastic. So I'm very good. Yourself, are you doing well? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear. Welcome back, everyone. We're doing Red Heat, uh, yeah, 1988. Another Arnold Schwarzenegger. Welcome back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, Red Heat. So uh, we're doing this. We was going to do it quite a while back, but uh, other films got in the way. The schedule kind of changed. So we're doing it now. And I've not spoken to you since we decided to do this. I've got no idea. But as I say, it's in 1988. It's a film that kind of, I know we've spoken about it before on the numerous podcasts that we've done, but just going back to Arnold Schwarzenegger and the run he had in the 80s, it still astounds me with Conan the Barbarian, a destroyer, Terminator, Red Sonja, Commando, uh, Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, Twins. I mean, a guy was untouchable, wasn't he? Oh, he really so. was. He was the action star of the 80s, wasn't he? He was just anything he touched basically turned to gold, really, in that sort of era. It was just fantastic. Yeah, it's mental. And this is what surprised me. When you look at the cast for this, I mean, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Ivan Danko. You've got Jim Belushi playing Art Ridzik. And we'll talk about Jim Belushi's career as well. When you've got um, Edo Ross playing Victor Rossavilli, then Lawrence Fishburne and Gina Gershon. They're the main characters in this, really. Hmm. And you look at Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi is one of those guys who you just know. And you, you kind of like him. He's got a likeable face. There's something good about him. But when you look at the 80s, compared how big Schwarzenegger was, I mean, in 86, he had Jumping Jack Flash, a very good film. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, yeah. You've got Red Heat, Canine, Who's Larry Crumb. I really started to kind of just drift away. And it was an interesting choice putting these two together. And I wonder if they did it because of Schwarzenegger so dry and uh, the way Belushi is so kind of off the cuff, improvises, quick-witted and smart-talking. wonder whether that was their point of view as to why they chose these two. I think you're probably on the money there, to be honest, Hugh, because they were. He is, they are completely polar opposites, aren't they, of characters in the sense of, like you say, Arnie is very dry. He's, he's a one-trick pony in the way he does things, especially yeah. in this era, sort of early to mid-'80s where he's just a big guy, you know, showed no emotions whatsoever. And 
Jim Belushi is the complete opposite. He was all emotion. So I, I think the two work quite well together, to be honest. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, I thought they worked well. But I, from your what you're just what you just said, I don't think you agree. Oh, or, or do I? I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> but Walter Hill, um, who was the uh, director of this, I someone admittedly I'd not really heard of. But again, when you look at what he's done producer wise, I mean, Last Man Standing, uh, he's got. Really? Red Heat, Aliens, Alien um, The Warriors, Alien, and the director as well. And the writing, again, Last Man Standing, um, Crossroads with Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai at the end. Amazing last third of that film is so good. Brewster's Millions, 48 Hours, Southern Comfort. Again, The Warriors, The Driver. So many great action films, iconic action films Definitely. that I've seen that I didn't know he was responsible for. No, definitely. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in the Aliens versus Predator bit that he's a producer for, but see, I like oh, Aliens versus Predator. Oh, don't don't do that to me, Stu. <laughs> do you know, I, is that the um, Adrian Brody one? What's I have that no one? Idea. I walked out, I walked out of that cinema so fucking angry when I watched that film. Did you really? Yeah, it was just the complete opposite of the way they should have done it. It should have been set in the future with the Marines because of how good aliens were. It just didn't need to be put back. And oh, anyway, it was just it was crap. One That's of the worst mistakes I think Hollywood have ever made with a franchise was doing it that way. That's the Alien versus Predator Requiem one, isn't it? Well, both are, aren't they? It's just AVP is where it goes back to the modern day and the aliens were being hunted by the predators on Earth, and that's why all the pyramids and stuff like that are around. Oh, I remember that. Like the Aztec pyramids and all that shit, and it was to house the alien queen, and it was just absolute bollocks. And the the predator ends up crewing up with that main, the main character lady in it and gives her a fucking spear. It's just absolute horseshit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. because it's... um... I was getting my that's got that Lance Hendrickson in it, hasn't it? Yeah, because he's obviously uh, the android, isn't he? In the aliens, and they said that it was made his his it was made off of his his image. So, oh really? Yeah. So that's how it he's able to be of both. Oh, so they blagged I mean? it that way. That's so, yeah. <laughs> oh dear me, exactly. that's terrible. Exactly. See, you're seeing my point now, aren't you? Um, yeah, I like the one. I think it's Adrian Brody. I do like that one. Which which and, one's uh, that one? Adrian Brody. One. Uh, I think that's where they're in the jungle and and people have dropped in there and they've each oh, got yeah. they've each done something wrong. Yeah, Predator um, is brilliant, or Predators yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's that maybe I won't get mad at that with that one. There's so many different. I mean, we need to do another big franchise. I think. Yeah, well, that's definitely a franchise that devise opinion but i actually like predators because like yeah it's set on a different planet where like you say all those different criminals and stuff have been dropped in which is my i like yeah. that premise yeah, lots of old I, school I music true. as well from the original yes it's very much homage to the first yeah. one well, we need to get the next ter- next on our list we'll carry on the terminator franchise we've got terminator salvation um i have watched that uh, a couple of times mm. Hopefully, if the schedule goes well, we can get that in next week. Let's um, hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, 
before we get into red heat off the back of um what we were obviously the things we post out i've been posting out a lot of our older podcasts which um i think due to the amount we've got and due to how old they are they don't appear up on our feed yeah and the last one that you know i've got something kicking off at the moment the last one that's kicked off was I put the King of Kong on. Um, I put that on a week ago, and that's something that myself and James we reviewed. Yeah. And we've had some really good feedback. And there's a um, a guy called I, put, I think it's Rex Rex Apis Rex Apis something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, the film that is a documentary, and it's the coin ops in the arcade, and you've got Steve Weeby and you've got Billy Mitchell. Uh, right. Two ends of the spectrum, and they're beating the score at Donkey Kong. And you've got Twin Galaxies, who's in charge of it all. And there's a lot of controversy about everything. And he messaged me on some of the comments, which, I mean, thanks to everyone who's left comments, to say that that documentary was scripted. Um, and that there's another guy who's actually beat the record. And due to different kind of uh, politics, um, Tim Zerby is the one who beat it. Right. And they said that the documentary is a fake. And he sent me some stuff. Wow. And just, yeah, just thanks for everything he sent me. And it was really, really interesting. And I think we might even go and review um, or do a follow up on the podcast of The King of Kong. Because um, it was just, if that is true, there's so much more to talk about. So, again, if you do leave comments, go to YouTube. I'll always pick the comments up. And it'd be great to have a chat. And if there's something like this, something you don't agree on or, or we've got the facts wrong, leave comments and we, we'll kind of revisit it. We'll talk about it. It'll be really, really good. So, yeah, thanks for him leaving those comments. That was absolutely awesome. Really interesting. Well done, that person. Yeah, it's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, mate, really, really no, good. King no. of Kong. Absolutely. The way you just explained it, it sounds very much like Pixels. No, um, God, no. It clearly is. it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's an actual documentary where they're kind of they're not. Well, I don't know whether there are actors now. It's all been kind of flipped on its head, but it's completely wow. different to Pixels. I okay. promise you that. Jesus Christ, thank God for that. Okay, don't right. you mock such an amazing film? Oh, you can piss off for us. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm not even going there. Damn. So just before we best. do get into a red heat, obviously it will contain spoilers and it will contain mild language as well. For that, I apologise in advance. So no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the storyline for Red Heat um, is a mutually uneasy alliance is formed between stern captain Ivan Denko, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Moscow Police, and the American equivalent from the Chicago Art Rizik played by Jim Belushi. Um, when the latter captures Victor, Victor Rossellini, um, a dangerous Georgian drug kingpin, uh, Danko's partner is murdered by uh, Victor, who then goes to Chicago, where he's trying to make a drug deal. He's followed there by uh, Danko, who teams up with um, Ridzik. And then they try and capture... Uh, politics are involved and they try and capture Victor and there's a whole lot more to that which also involves the lovely Gina Gershon as well you are winning one of the worst car chases not a car chase a coach chase that I've seen <laughs> on TV for a long time but that's the general premise it's very much a crocodile Dundee fish out of water style storyline am I really yes. not doing it justice or am I doing that justice uh, yeah I mean yes yeah, I think you are 
I think you love this film and you want it to be better. Uh, I I I like it for what it is. And it's what would that what be? I say it's just it's one of those films where it's it's raw deal, but better. In my raw opinion. deal, but better. Yeah. God, I think at least raw deal, they they knew what it was and they went with it. I mean, uh, this film, I mean, comparison to the budget, I mean, you go back, especially Arnie, how big he was, and what yeah. a name. Um, obviously, this is just internet, so it could be anything, but budget is estimated 29 million, opening yeah. weekend, 8 million, and grossed worldwide, um, 34 million. So, in a it's way, it was a success. It still made money, <laughs> but off the back of the name of Arnie, and when you think the films he made and the calibre of the films... I know. It's, um, I'd it's, say it was pretty much, like my sex life, a flop. Oh, oh. It was a flop. It was a flop, let's be fair. What are we talking about now? <laughs> well, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the film... I'm not being funny. I don't think it, well, it clearly didn't. It didn't set the world alight, did it? With its amazing story or acting or anything like that. But when you actually just sit down and watch it, it's quite enjoyable. It's an original sort of idea. It's obviously that sort of Cold War-y sort of storyline of America and Russia hate each other. And, you know, this guy comes over. It's Rocky-esque. Rocky IV-esque, I suppose in the sense yeah. of the, the where the two are colliding against each other and he's being told yeah. he can't say anything blah 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 but i quite enjoyed it for what it was it's got some funny action scenes in it you know the acting's shocking from arnie bless him but the yeah. rest of the cast do really well you know lawrence fishbourne is an absolute arsehole in this film but he does it brilliantly Oh, he does it. Yeah, he's very, very good at what he does. And, and I like how, what an arse he is, to be honest. Yeah. So, but I think this film it is a buddy cop film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I think when you've got, uh, that, this was 1988. Mm-hmm. So I think when you've got like 48 hours, which is very, very good film. And it's a good a buddy cop film. I know... Eddie Murphy isn't a cop in it, but it, it, technically it is a buddy cop film. Um, there's Tango and Cash as well. I mean, you've got Turner yeah. and Hooch. I mean, you've got those kind of films. I think there were um, Running Scared as well in 86. I think there were better buddy cop films. And I think this film possibly suffers the fact that it's Russian. And I mean, when you look at the start of this film, there's there's not a lot of dialogue at the start of it. And <laughs> no, Schwarzenegger goes to this kind of homosexual health spa where all the guys are oiled and ripped completely. All wearing um, tiny towels. In, where, yeah, exactly. They've got flannels covering their <laughs> genitalia. Um, and everyone's just doing moody looks at each other. And for some reason, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger who is just a monster. He's full he's full on Terminator, isn't he? He's oh, ripped. He's absolutely huge, isn't he? There's yeah. some absolutely humongous guys in that place though. He yeah. doesn't look out of place. No in a sense at all. Not at all. With some of like, the guys. Yeah. 
is just a monster. And he walks over to this guy who just puts this hot rock in his hand. There's no dialogue why he really does this. And he just punches him through the window and they have a fight. And it's, I don't really get the idea of it, the point of it. I mean, it's, it's just pointless. What, What was, what was this about? I think he was trying to get himself inside the criminal organization. And that was their test to hold a rock in his hand. That is how I put it. But clearly he didn't like the rock being in his hand, so he punched it through a window. It was just uh, strange, wasn't it? Because it led to a fight outside in the snow. And the punches being landed are like sledgehammers, aren't they? They ramp up the sounds and the gunshots in this. (laughs) I know. Oh, my Lord. It makes you laugh, actually, when on, you know, he's huge. And when he punches someone, he can punch him through a window. But he's also must have a really shit punch because he never knocks anyone out. Not really, not really. Straight away, it takes like 15 punches, and then finally, unless they've all got iron jaws, I don't know. And he's after Victor Osta. Where is Victor Osta? <laughs> and, Arnie, uh... are you there? Can I ask you? <laughs> and then what made me laugh is after that, so you get the idea that he's after Victor Osta. That's the only dialogue he says in the first part. And then as the credits flow, they show you Russia. And they could not paint a more miserable picture know, of a country. It? The first scene you see of Member of Public is that he's got one of his legs missing and he's on wooden <laughs> crutches. It's like, <laughs> God. It's dingy, horrible, cold, one-legged people everywhere. And it's, yeah, it's just, everyone's oh. in those Russian hats. It's the yeah. type, you look at it and go, yeah, I'm not going now. All right, thanks. Exactly. No one's smiling. Nope. everyone's sad as if they're kind of in concentration camps and when you look at the start of this compare that to the intro of beverly hill cop of how <laughs> happy everyone is and the sun shining they really paint a picture of this is one of the most miserable countries you could ever go to oh definitely well that's it's it's that thing though isn't it america's amazing everywhere else is shit yeah oh god yeah, yeah. and what i found was this is currently shown on Netflix. And mm. if you don't put the subtitles on. Yes. <laughs> and and that's included for like people who want to understand what they said in English. <laughs> they just speak Russian without any subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it for a while going, is this how this is supposed to be? And I ended up put I went, put them on and then went back. And I was like, oh, so there was a dialogue of you're all supposed to know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> That's so what I did. I was in the same boat as you. I was like, surely there must be more to this than just people talking Russian. Yeah. Because I have no fucking clue what's going on. No. But there you that, go. That's exactly what I thought. I watched it about five minutes. Thought, now, aren't I expecting people to understand <laughs> Russian or understand what's happening in the story um, yeah. without any subtitles? And it's bizarre that you have to. Put the subtitles on oh, to no. understand this film. It's amazing. What makes but, me laugh even more is the fact you put it on and then it's for everything, even the English. That's it's, what makes me laugh. Yeah. It's just like what? Yeah, it's just really. Anyway. And I love that because when the music plays, it says sinister music. Yes. As you know. <laughs> Crying out loud. The crap oh. Russian folk music. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got a plan. Um with with his colleague his um his partner who's obviously talking about his family which means from the off you know he's gonna die you're dead 
You're dead. Yeah. You're talking about your family. No, you're out. And the idea is that Schwarzenegger goes into this Russian, typical kind of Russian cafe, where again, the the picture he paints is so grim, where oh, no. the guy's wife is probably his sister and daughter as well, and everyone is just so weird looking. It's just the freakiest place. It's like a bar from The Hills Have Eyes. It is odd, isn't it? It seems like it's in a basement, it's run down. It's, you know, it's really odd. Yeah, it doesn't paint a very nice picture of Russia. It's like you'd walk in there and just walk straight back out again, wouldn't you? Like, oh, 100%. I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> and, and it's like the music, um, the Russian singing. I mean, it's just terrible. It, it just made me die. I expected everyone to stop and just stare at Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that was it. But no, they just... Oh, this is awful. It's a bar of depravity. It's the, the equivalent, the Russian equivalent to the cantina bar in Star Wars, isn't it? That's There's it. They so that many oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> should have played that music. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Play the same song. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, so brilliant. So oh. he goes to the bar and he sees Victor and he's surrounded by. Uh, weird looking people one of them including his brother and Victor obviously makes out that why are you picking on us Georgians and it's really unfair and it's utter utter yeah. nonsense yeah. and the only good that comes out of it is that one of them gobs off at Schwarzenegger and says you've got no evidence and Schwarzenegger drags him across the floor and he breaks his leg in half and that's when he says Gokinum and that, that's the first <laughs> time I heard that. I, I never forgot that. For some reason, that stuck in my mind when I first saw this back in the 80s. Well, it's brilliant, though, isn't it? Because he's got actually a full sling, hasn't he? And just tips out his cocaine isn't even in packets. He's <laughs> 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 carrying around raw cocaine <laughs> in his in his leg. It was just brilliant. They snort it from the leg there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's from the big toe. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how much you want, you pick your toe to take it from. Oh, it's absolutely, it's quite funny. It did make me laugh. And then you've got the worst police outside. I think they're all standing there chatting shit and smoking because yeah. they suddenly rush and line up to get shot, basically, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, It's the typical 80s shoot them out, isn't it? Where we all stand still, fire bullets each other, and then eventually you know so all of them get shot it's just it's so a team isn't it but with That's actual amazing. death it's fantastic and the guy who plays victor's brother who got shot on the stairs um looking at the trivia on imdb mm. apparently he thought he was quite a big guy and reckoned himself a bit until he saw oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and then he realised that he wasn't anything quite special. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite small, yeah. <laughs> exactly, he's quite I'm get back in my box. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment arrives that we all know is going to happen, because they all escape. But why today, when they've got someone so violent, who's so high profile, that they don't put any kind of containment on, and they always manage oh, to I escape? Don't I don't know. It's, why do they always just send one person in? It's just dog shit. It and is. the partner gets killed. And the what <laughs> made me laugh because the partner gets shot. And then the next scene is of the funeral. 
and he's still wearing the police uniform. It's almost as if they picked him up from where he got shot on the street, <laughs> slung him straight in a coffin, which isn't big enough for him. And, uh, and everyone's like, right, on to the funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, maybe that's the way they do it in Soviet Russia. Be. It could <laughs> be, but that, that coffin's so funny. It, it cracked me up. Oh. <laughs> Let's paint a real shit picture of Russia, shall we? It is a real sort of, we don't give a fuck, do we? No. No, 100%. Yeah. And somehow, Victor manages to escape, and he goes to Chicago. And that's when the story really picks up. He's There's another group in Chicago who he's hooked up with called the Clean Heads. And it's a big, um, a massive established group of black guys. And they're called the Clean Heads because they shave their head to show their allegiance to the leader who's called uh one of them's called elijah who's of this gang yes. and uh they rip this hundred pound note which is like a MacGuffin. it it's it's a nothing really isn't it yeah and it's, they, it is yeah they, they make a big deal out of this hundred pound note the or hundred dollars should i say yes and it's meant to be the two bearers when they meet up and get them together for the drugs deal they'll know who they are and the deal can go ahead. But if you've got a suitcase full of cash and you're willing to sell and buy drugs, <laughs> regardless of a ripped in half hundred dollar note, the deal's going to go ahead, surely, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is quite odd. Yeah, I, don't, it, I don't know what it's funny. very convoluted, isn't it? Considering they just could just meet and say, yeah, all right, I've got the money. OK, we've got the coke. Let's meet somewhere and do it. There's <laughs> right, lockers. And and cynical. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just like to do things that way. I don't know. Exactly. And I do like it. The first introduction you get at Jim Belushi is we're on a, uh, some kind of stakeout and he's looking at the prostitute <laughs> and she's quite top heavy. Yeah. And when it, it, he's kind of given a running commentary on her. Oh, attention. Fun bag patrol. Double bogeys, 11 o'clock. Oh, Christ. You think she bought those? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think those are homegrown. And it's it's so funny. It's just so crude. And that's when you first get the taste of Larry Fishbone and um, another cannon fodder who is uh, Jim Belushi's partner, who you knew who he was just going to die at some point, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he was going to go. He, I hoped it was going to be Fishbone, but... Did you really? I did, because he was a complete cock in this film. As much as I love him as an actor, he was such a knob. There was it's exactly. weird because he is as you say he is an ass through this film, but there's no payoff against him being like that, is there? Uh, not really, no, not not really. I suppose at the end, very very end, he doesn't get what he wants, but in general, yeah, you just hate him throughout the whole film, and there isn't a massive payoff, but yeah, and you kind of learn that. That Belushi's character isn't really highly thought of. Um, and he's, you find out his dad was a cop, a very good cop. Uh, and, but Belushi's not as respected as enough. But you soon learn he is a really good cop, though, isn't he? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He just goes about it in a sort of unorthodox, probably not legal way. But he knows how to get results. And he does care. Yeah. I think he's just... He's just pissed off with the system and he's obviously working with this knobhead 
fishbowl yeah. is up his ass constantly about how he does things. So, yeah, because when they do the bust, he he does save their life, really, doesn't he? He does, and then he gets an adequate review, you know. But yet, you know, he chases down a guy with a shotgun, and you know, but like you say, basically saves their lives and catches the the other guy. So, but he hates him that Fishbourne hates him that much that he can't even give him credit for that because he no. just wants him out, doesn't he? He doesn't want him in the force. Yeah, it's yeah, they kind of are all against him for some reason, and it's um yeah, it's not very good. But from their bust, Elijah does get arrested, um, which obviously cocks the plans up of Victor, who's waiting to do a drug deal in a phone box. Um, Victor's got a key on him. The key's obviously got the cash, and they're going to do the exchange. He's going to give Elijah the cash, get the drugs, and take the drugs back to Russia, and then just flood the market with some of the best cocaine you can get. And that's the general story um, of what he's trying to do for all of this. But what's really strange is... He's waiting in the phone box to, for Elijah to come. He's got the key in his hand. They show that close up so you know. Yeah. And foreshadow. Elijah, yeah, foreshadow. Huge. And then Elijah doesn't show up because he's just been busted by um, Belushi and Fishburne. And then as he's waiting in the phone box, typical, you get some, hey, is a phone box free? And he has to leave. And out of the blue, without any resistance, you find out a patrol car picked him up and arrested him later. <laughs> it was quite weak, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I'll just, so, I'll just get nicked. It's fine. And it was really yeah, the most wanted criminal, probably on Interpol's top 10, that it gets picked up without any resistance and waiting to be deported back to Russia. It seemed really strange. I know there was lots of scenes cut out of this film. Like, for instance, when he does go into the prison... Um, to try and find out more information and he meets the whole leader of the clean heads. Mm. One of the scenes they did have was that to prove himself, Danko Schwarzenegger's character would have to kind of go in a cell and do a hand-to-hand combat, like a fight. Oh really? Pro- yeah. And if he won, he would have got that information. And there was an- another scene with um, Gina Gershon as well, where she was working with Belushi's character, Art, and they were trying to do a sting operation to try and get Victor and arrest him. But they cut that out, and that's why. Um, and that was in between the hotel scene um, and the last scene where there's that massive shootout of the hotel. And that's oh, why it kind of ends pretty quick. This film, because yeah. they did decide to cut a lot of the scenes out, which is, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a bizarre decision. It's a fairly and, long film still. Though. It's an hour and forty-four minutes. Yeah, it's or 144 minutes. Sorry. So, yeah, you know, it's padded out. There's a yeah. lot that needs to be in there, and the interestingly the next scene that's padded out and usually when we do these reviews if it's on itunes sorry not on itunes if it's on netflix if it's on amazon we'll have it run in the background won't we yeah, yeah. so we'll just kind of remind ourselves in our old senior age of what's actually happening <laughs> and if anyone's watching this if they go to roundabouts i'd say 19 minutes and 50 seconds something like that for some reason there's a printout from uh, in Russia, and they and it's all in Russian, and they decide to show virtually word for word of this printout, and it lasts for about <laughs> twenty seconds. No one can understand it, but they decide to film it. It's so bizarre. Yeah, there's. I think it's, it alludes to the fact that something is in America, doesn't it? Because it comes up with Washington, yeah. but that's about it. <laughs> 
and yeah, Victor, that's it. You, you see that Victor scene for the Washington. fact that Victor's been arrested for minor yeah. traffic offences. Can you go and pick him up? Yeah. I mean, man, that that's a a thirty second scene extended to about ten minutes, isn't it? Oh yeah, it doesn't need to be done at all. It could have just said we picked. Uh, he's been a nicked in. He's been arrested in America. Go and get him. You know, yeah. you don't need to see a printout of this weird convoluted typewriter <laughs> thing that's going off. Fuck working in that room, I tell you, those going off all the time was driving me mental. <laughs> It'd be torture. You couldn't have a hangover and do that job. Could you? <laughs> you couldn't. Just it's like typewriters everywhere, just clicking away. It's, ah. <laughs> I do like when Schwarzenegger does land, and you get Belushi's partner just start with that awkward conversation to Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to break the ice and Schwarzenegger's just doing his usual stone face, just standing there and uh, just not interested, but he's trying to make some weak conversation. Captain Danko? Yes. I'm Detective Sergeant Gallagher, Chicago Police Department. Glad to meet you. Thank you. First time in Chicago? Yes. You have a nice flight? Yes, fine. You hungry? No. Thirsty? No. I hate to break up this romance, but I'm um, parked in a red zone. It's... Uh, yeah, it's just, thank you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing, nothing at all. But yeah, but that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's He's been told he's not allowed to say anything, so he's just basically... I'm not talking to you about anything at all. I'm just going to tell you where I want to go. And that's about it. You know, I'm yeah. not going to have a relationship, any sort of thing like that with anyone. It's quite, but it suits Arnie's acting down to the ground, doesn't it? Because yeah, it's very and... much like Terminator and the rest of them, where he doesn't have to say anything. Yeah. And, and Walter Hill even wanted like, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, to watch some Russian styled films and learn the language of Russian uh, to try and, improve kind of like the character more which is really bizarre thing to say because he's really lacks any character arnie and that's mm. his kind of persona that's what you get with him so it seems strange that walt hill wanted to kind of enhance his even more for the russian character it's either a bizarre request or that he thinks russians just lack any character whatsoever <laughs> maybe maybe that's the opinion of what they had back then yeah. For Russians, I don't know. But, but I do um, like the line from the the guy behind the hotel when uh, he says his name and uh, he goes, Danko, and he goes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line. That I, good, I, yeah. I thought that was um, very good. There was some good little bits in this film. I know you clearly aren't really no, up I, with it. It's but. not terrible. It, it, trust me, it's not terrible. I... I mean, it, it's Schwarzenegger does what he needs to do, you know, and that's absolutely fine. But why did Schwarzenegger specifically ask for Danko's old room? Why was that? Oh, what for? Um, when he stayed, face? yeah, when he uh, stayed, sorry, when he stayed Victor's. at the hotel, he asked for Victor's old room. Because I guess he wanted to see if there's anything there that might lead to where he was gone. I guess that was my, it was detective work. He doesn't search it. the room, does he? You don't see him searching the room anyway, do you? You see him put the TV on and there's porn. Yeah, I, and he makes a joke about capitalism. Yeah, which is bizarre, but I I, I don't quite get why he wanted the room. It, it, I, get they that, cut... 
Sorry, maybe there call. was a cut. Maybe there was a cut, but it, I think it is the fact that he's there to investigate him. So rather than saying the posh hotel, he wants to think like he thinks or something. You know, it's yeah. It wasn't explained like you say, but I think that's that's the way you're supposed to take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll look into it far too much as per usual, but <laughs> and when they take him out from prison. That is he in prison or is he in the police cells? I, t- I took it he was in the police cells, isn't he? Yeah, he must be. He can't be in prison. He must be in the, the cells of the Nick. Right. So the cells. So, so the police. That was really weird because they kind of leave the police station, well, the cells, go downstairs, and then they're like in like the bottom of a like a, a shopping mall or something like that. It's just. Or a rail station. It looks a really weird place, doesn't it? It is quite strange. It just, yeah. No. You, as they're escorting him out, you get the um, like, like I said, obviously they're going to take Victor back to the plane now, and you get the clean heads pull up, and they're all dressed up as security guards. Um, and as they walk in, that's when they decide to kind of beat everyone up. But <laughs> the exit from the police station appears to go into like a bit of a shopping centre. Uh, it's just quite a strange It setup. is a strange setup, isn't it? Actually, you're right. That's very odd. I didn't notice that. Well done. Yeah, because there's no front do- door of the police station. There's just stairs that go directly up to it, which is, yeah, it's just really bizarre. But maybe it's convenient for the actual story and it makes it look good rather than having to have a shootout in the police station or anywhere else. It's... Or maybe they just have their holding cells under a shopping centre. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's what they do. But (laughs) this is the moment when uh, Belushi's partner conveniently bites the bullet when Belushi is walking away. And it's quite good. Why they didn't shoot Schwarzenegger, I don't know. Wow. They never do that, though, do they? They never shoot the main character, ever. No, it would have they been. They never good. do. It's just, it's a thing of the films, isn't it? How many times have you turned around and said, you know, like in Lethal Weapon and stuff, why didn't they just shoot him in the head? Yeah. And Rush Hour as well. She could have killed him on the boat, but instead, in the next hour and a half, they're chasing each other around the world and Chinese restaurants and stuff. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just the know. way they do it. It's genius, isn't it? It's genius. But when the clean heads, um, do uh, bust Victor free. One of the uh, the Russian guys does get shot, and he's in hospital in a coma, which we'll come into it later on. Um, and Schwarzenegger is kind of he's on a mission now. He's he's failed. Is you realise that he's quite he's very proud and he's very mission focused, and he's lost. He's got that key, but he's lost Victor, and he knows the key is the only way to get Victor back. Without that, he's got nothing. And he doesn't tell anyone else about the key, does he? He keeps that to himself. Yeah, well, like I say, he doesn't want to tell anyone. He doesn't trust anyone. He's been told he can't trust Americans and all this sort of stuff. So he's trying to do it all himself, isn't he? But And using Belushi along the way to get what he needs to. Which he does really well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of there's no payoff for it, but I mean, they go to the they decide to go to the prison because the clean, they need to work out why the clean heads are working with Victor and what Victor's plans are. 
And I'm really pleased that when they do go to the prison, that there isn't any payoff. Because it would have been really weak for the storyline if you have this massive, like the, the kingpin of the clean heads suddenly opens up and starts telling everyone what Victor's going to do. That would have been just ridiculous. But I mean, credit to this story that it doesn't actually give anything away. And all of those convicts there were real life convicts in the background, over 200. Yeah. Wow. So they filmed it there. Just <laughs> yeah. To so make actually it real, did, I guess. Yeah, they filmed in a prison. I don't know what prison it was, but everyone in the background, uh, over 200 guys, are actual convicts, which is really, really wow. cool. That is cool, actually, to be fair. But I, yeah, I like, I, I agree with you in the sense that rather than, you know, like in lots of other films where they just go in and tell a sob story and they go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll tell you everything or whatever, or they threaten him and stuff like that. And he tries to threaten him, doesn't he? Yeah. And he basically says, there's nothing you can do to me. What all I want to do is sell drugs to every white man in the world and all this sort of stuff. He's a real, you know, I want to fuck you all up sort of thing. You're all going to be my bitch and, you're, and there's nothing you can do. And I like that. Yeah. Even Arnie was just like, shit, normally this would work. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think it works really, really well. He, he does make the threat about cutting his, his nuts and eyes off. And I think it's quite a good line back from him. We are not like American police. You ship drugs to my country, and one morning you will wake up and find your testicles floating in jars of water next to your bed. I'm a holy man. I got no need for testicles. Then I settle for your eyes. You can't threaten me, white boy. You want to know what my crime is? My crime was being born. That just goes to show just how ruthless he is and how much he doesn't give a shit and he's got nothing to lose so uh yeah that that really worked well for me um from there they do go and see who i've always really liked i i think um gina gershon i think she's brilliant i think she's stunning she's yeah. great in everything she does um and i mean i think she was in showgirls as well wasn't she she was yeah yeah she was great in that honestly her acting is fantastic it's, it's top draw top draw yeah. acting yeah and she was in face off as well wasn't she she was face off um was it bound as no or am i thinking yeah, of someone no, else she's in bound as well yeah yeah she's, she's been in quite a few things to be honest but i mean, she's done a lot more sort of speaking roles of late but you know yeah. 80s uh, 90s she does some good stuff yeah, she was yeah the actual sex symbol of that time. She was absolutely mm. brilliant. She's smashing it. But yeah, she's really, really good. And it's a shame what happens to her in the end, obviously. And she's Victor's wife. And it was never really explained um, how she became Victor's wife. No. And I think that could have been something, rather than the padded out Russian bits, of how she became the wife. Was it um, she was a wife by a drug debt or like money? Or no, it she was, was money, kind of, wasn't it? She was bound to him to pay something off, but she nothing's really disclosed that much, is it? No, yeah, they did it sort of explain in the sense that she teaches kids to dance to keep them off the street at minimum wage, which was like five dollars or something like that. She was saying, and he basically offered her ten grand to marry him so he could get into the country. Ah, oh, okay. So that was it then. It's so this yeah. really, so she's got no loyalty to him, really, has she? Uh, no. At the start, she did because obviously she's like he's basically 
giving me loads of money and he's probably treating her fairly decently and stuff like that. But as the film goes on and she actually sees what he's about, her opinion changes quite drastically. Yeah. And it, it kind of it starts to escalate with a a scene which is which, which is a strange scene because they do kind of do a stakeout on the dance studio and eventually she does leave and they follow her and you realise it's the taxi she gets in is driven by um I think it's Elijah from the Clean Heads. And yeah. they go to this multi story car park and all the clean heads are there and they approach them with weapons and you realise that she had no choice in doing it. She she didn't want to do it. And Danko's Arnie's character goes down to meet Victor and Yeah, I didn't get this to be honest. I didn't get it. No. No one's got weapons because the clean heads have taken all their weapons, haven't they? And it's more of like a a, a cock competition, isn't it's it a really? Pissing yeah. Contest, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's no payoff at all. I mean I just don't they're it's so padded out. I don't know why they had these kind of scenes in the conversation between him and Victor was oh if I had a gun I'd kill you, well I'd kill you. And yeah. then they walk away. So, well, you could probably you know, not being funny, Arnie could have probably just broken his neck there and then, but they didn't. It was I I do agree with you. It just it didn't have any payoff. There was no reason for it whatsoever. What I will say is though, the scene before that where the guy because there's the joke, isn't there, that that um uh what's his name Jim Belushi's telling Arnold that he can't go around threatening people and hurting people yes because of Miranda's rights and all this yeah. sort of stuff and there's the guy that's trying to get fifty quid out of him for parking outside isn't there Hey asshole you can't park here this is my parking place I live right up there so move your piece of shit car out right now or give me fifty bucks I do not understand. Let me make it real simple, moron. You move your ass or you give me 50, or I take my Pete Rose here and fucking mutilate your car. Do you know Miranda? Never heard of the bitch. <laughs> I fucking knocked him out. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. It was yeah, just a touch is... of comedy. Oh, that is really... very good. It was so yeah. good. But yeah, so I just had to mention that because it was one of the best bits of the film. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. And that's when Belushi comes back to the car. And there's the guy just laying unconscious next to the car, and he doesn't give a toss, does he? He goes, what's he doing here? And he goes, he lives here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, credit to it. They did have their moments. And uh, another bit that I did like, which was, I liked it for the wrong reason. But when they go to the hospital, because they want to question the guy who was shot earlier, Mm. Um, Belushi when Victor escaped and there's a Russian guy in this who looks really feminine and he dresses up as a nurse and he goes into the hospital and he injects the guy kills him as they normal, normally do because anyone can walk in hospital and administer drugs you can be apparently so. and the fact that when he's walking past and Belushi <laughs> turns around and checks him out <laughs> And man alive, his eye, he could be like a frame Roger Rabbit moment where his eyes pop out, jaws hit the floor. And he's like, man, I really wanted to be a doctor. Check that out. Oh, and no. He's not even too bothered when he later discovers that it's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh, it's not a very convincing no. nurse either, is it? He just does look like a bloke in drag. Bless him. Yeah. 
Such really an odd weird, character, isn't, isn't he? Such yeah. an odd character. You see him at the beginning. As soon as he like Victor gets in the car with him, you're like, blowing heck. You know, <laughs> you're a bit odd looking sort of thing. And then you realise why, because this is the whole point. So you can dress up like a nurse <laughs> later on in the film, because he's the only one that can pull it off. It's just <laughs> so weird. Because that gun it, um, Schwarzenegger's got is is not a real gun. And uh, it's a cross between a Magnum and a Desert Eagle, and it was made mm. up by the props yeah. guy. Um, so the Russian gun, which he calls it, I, I, I can't remember now. Oh, I can't remember now, yeah. No, it's not really going to change our lives. But, um, yeah, so it's just made up. And I don't understand, when they're in a hospital, that, that nurse obviously kills them and runs away, and they're being chased by Belushi and Schwarzenegger. And when Belushi's got him cornered and pulls the gun out, uh, I don't know why um, Gina Gershom then jumps in front in between them both and says, don't shoot. Why she suddenly got an allegiance to this mm. guy. It, it doesn't no make idea. sense. No, it doesn't. You're right. You're right. Because surely Whether... this guy being shot would have been more payoff for her and would have been a way of getting rid of him. Maybe. Or I don't know. Maybe she was trying to protect herself. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's not particularly explained, is it? To be honest, no. you'd just think you'd stay in the background and then no one would know she was there anyway. That's it. So you want to be a victim, you play the victim and a way of screaming and yeah. she isn't be shot anyway. You think, sod it, just do what you want. But credit to Arnie in the next scene, when Gina Gershon does run away and she's chased by Arnie, she gets cornered and that's when he realises that she is, her life's in danger and this is a situation that she doesn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. and it's only like a 30 second scene and when he says to her you're really stupid like he's got women there are 10 of you in russia and you mean nothing to him for me just for that scene arnie's really portraying some emotion and it's really good acting yeah <laughs> i really i Sorry, liked I that scene when yeah. you looked at his face it was it really kind of means what he says Compare, and I think it's because the rest of the film is so stone-faced, being mm. Russian, that in that scene he just isn't. He's back to like Arnie. He's a human yeah. being. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I think you're right. It's a good scene. It does. It develops his character because he's starting to actually show his emotion, like you just said. It's just it's still funny because when he shouts "Go," it just it sounds hilarious. I can't help but every time I listen to it. It's just like it says it, and it's so wooden. He's trying yeah. to get this woman to it's just go. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, like, yeah. Just there's no emotion in it whatsoever, and it's quite funny. But no, this the scene itself paints a better picture of him, and it shows her the fact of how fucking much she's shitting herself and all this sort of thing. Definitely. So, yeah. What did you think of the sentimental scene? We you always get one in the films, and you have to have one for when, and it's usually in the last third where things are starting to wrap up and you get that bond between characters and you, you get it in Lethal Weapon. You, you had it in the crying moments in Rush Hour, which we did. What did you think of these two bonding in the diner? Um, Well, it's like you say, it's character development in the sense of... It's nice, isn't it? The fact that they have a common sort of way about them so they're talking about the fact that both their families are dead and all this sort of stuff and i quite liked it to be honest it, like you say it's 
it's the same in all of these buddy cop films. They have to, they have the moments where they are at each other, where they clearly don't like each other. Then they start to respect each other because what they do and how they work. And then they have the emotional side of actually, all right, we're the same, me and you, but we're just from different places. So <laughs> so tropey, isn't it? It is tropey, but all of them have it, don't they? Yeah, yeah I don't know why though. One. Like they always have to say, right, one of you, your dad's got to be a cop, a really good cop, and yeah. I want to. I can't fill his shoes no matter how hard I try. They're just ticking those boxes. It'd be yeah, so nice if something different. It was nice that both their parents passed away, but it was something original, you know. But yeah, it's just the same tropes, and it, it but, is the same tropes. But it does get a magnum out of it. So yeah. well. Yeah, and this was suppose this was back in the eighties when they were starting those tropes. So you, yeah. I can give it a bit of credit that if it was now, it'll be Jesus Christ. Let's get the tick box out for a film <laughs> of buddy cops and let's just go through the motions. Well, but, it is though, yeah, it's it's true. It is true. They were, they all did it yeah. in one way or another. It was always tragedy, wasn't it? It was never anything fun or anything else like that. No, hundred percent. You have that sad moment. I mean, in Rush Hour. That they, um, Jackie Chan's dad was a cop. Chris Tucker's yeah. dad was a cop. There you go. And he had the sad story in Lethal Weapon. He had a, he was at work and he was running late, and then his wife died, and it's the job affected his personal life, and they just tick those boxes. But but was, yeah. as I say, this was the eighties. This did it earlier than the ones doing it now. But, oh, definitely. So Gina Gershon calls Schwarzenegger, and she's shitting herself. She says she will hand. Um, Victor in and that's when they were going to lead to the baseball scene that I said earlier when she said I'm willing to trade for freedom and they cut that whole scene out which is a strange decision Um, and I think it would have played in really really well had they put that scene in but Schwarzenegger's at his um, his, or say his apartment it's Victor's apartment in a a certain way and he's being watched by the clean heads and Victor and conveniently, they watch him put the red key, which he's trying to hide so well, rather than keep it on his person, he keeps it in a lampshade or uh, suspended from the ceiling. It's yes. a really bizarre decision, isn't it? It is, considering I'd... Well, unless it was it probably was very dirty. It didn't look like a particularly clean hotel, but I'd imagine as soon as you put that light on, it would just put a big silhouette of a key on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that hotel if you've got a UV light and you scan that oh, around the room. Oh, oh my mean, lord. It? Oh, God, it would be oh. a Petri dish, wouldn't it? It, it really would. would. There would be all sorts living in there. It's fucking awful. But yeah. Yeah. And so Victor sets up the clean heads uh, of sending them to the wrong room, even though they stood in front of the desk clerk <laughs> and knew which room he was staying in because he points it out. But they go to the wrong room. It's a really, really strange decision they make. And they decide to shoot everyone in the wrong room while Victor goes to Arnie's room and takes the key that if he would have had on his person, he wouldn't have been able to do that. It's really strange. Very, very strange. But written for convenience sake. And you see Arnie with his magnum. And again, great action scene. Shooting everyone. I love it. Really, really good. Yeah, no, it was. It was it was fantastic. I like the fact that you never see them ever reload their guns. Yeah, and it's a six shooter and he, I think he shot something like eight shots. Yeah. 
<laughs> it does. It's just it's again, isn't it that action movie trope of I've got yeah a gun that can hold six bullets, but I'll shoot it fifteen times, and then <laughs> you know oh there's still one bullet left just for you at the end sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've got my extended magazine in today. <laughs> exactly. One yeah. last, last bullet. And they do then realise, after the carnage in the hotel, you see that Gina Gershon's character has been murdered by Victor, which was, I was surprised about, to be honest. When I first saw this, I didn't think she was going to die, did you? No, I didn't. I thought she was going to get out of it, to be honest. I thought it was going to be one of those nice, sort of typical ones, if you like. Where yeah. The girl survives at the end. That's why I thought she'd have a better life and she's going to yeah. thank Arnie for it. And when she thanks him for it, he's, his soul cracks a bit more and he's a bit more human about everything. Mm. That's where I thought it was going to go. But we were clearly wrong. And there's no Very. payoff. Fishbone is still an idiot towards both characters now. And I don't know. It's a strange decision to have someone who's that good an actor just be such a douchebag and there's no arc to him whatsoever it's really weird yeah no i can again i can't argue with you to be honest he just no matter what happens he's just going to be an arsehole to these two and he loves it and you can his acting's pretty you can just, you can you can see the enjoyment on his face you know he portrays it so well but you're right for such a good actor and even in this he kind of steals the show a little yeah. bit with his acting prowess and it is wasted to be oh honest. he's so good Lawrence Fishburne is such a good actor honestly he he's he's done I mean obviously everyone knows him as um as Morpheus um <clears throat> yes because he is just man he's so so good at being Morpheus I love oh, that mate. no one else could be Morpheus could they they could never remake that film and put anyone else as Morpheus because he was just too good yeah definitely but if you see him uh have you seen boys in the hood yeah he's amazing in boys in the hood mm -hmm. and king of new york he is so good in the king of new york honestly he's absolutely amazing he is he just steals that film and it's so old i mean it's king of new york i think it's 1990 amazing so good definitely recommend oh, you watch is. that he's in predators as well Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a guy that's hidden in the um, old crashed spaceship. Oh, okay. And the one that acts like he's a bit nuts. And yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I think everything I've ever seen him in, he's brilliant. Yeah. I can't think of anything that he's shit in, to be honest. He's so good. Yeah, 100%. completely agree with that. And it's strange. I wasn't going to say they're going to do a rush hour, but rush hour stole from this film of what they do. Because of the carnage caused, they basically, Arnie's got to go back to Russia and that's it. But on the way back, they're going to have one last go at cracking the case. Yeah. And conveniently, uh, Belushi's sister's husband is into keys. He's a, a locksmith. <laughs> and Schwarzenegger goes through the one folder out of hundreds that's on the <laughs> shelf and goes to the one page that actually says, this key is for this bus station. I know. It's so Man good. alive! Oh no! The luck there—he should have done his lottery <laughs> numbers that day. Seriously, it's true. It's brilliant. But that—that yeah. that was very much of the era, wasn't it? It was. We need to. We need to start wrapping this up now. Let's get them in. <laughs> Let's get it done. You know, 
let's not make a scene of them sitting in there for five hours, you know, and like, you know, have old Jim looking at his watch now and going, oh, fucking hurry up, Arnie. You know, it's straight to the point. Oh, God, yeah, they were thick-skinned about it. They really didn't care, did they? No, they didn't give a shit. They really didn't. <laughs> They're like, come but, on, guys, we need to wrap this up now. Let's do this. Come yeah. on. So there's, despite the fact that there is, out of the interest of making a profit, they've made more than one locker and built more than one bus station. <laughs> but they know which one they're going to. Well, definitely. Amazing. <laughs> so they rush to the closest bus station and by chance they're there. And you've got Victor with the clean heads. And at the start of this film, when Arnie's partner got killed, Victor had one of those guns hidden by his sleeve. And thankfully, he's wearing a jacket it's like I've got fucking wizard sleeves on there where he can actually hide this gun up his sleeve. And it, again, he deceives the clean heads, despite doing it a, a time after time that he gives Elijah the money. And upon giving him the money, he then shoots him and murders him and takes the money. I mean, who would have seen this coming, eh? Oh, mate, fool me. <laughs> <laughs> With acting like that, mate, you should have been in this film. Oh, that, oh thanks, Stu. Put that on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got so much sway in Hollywood. <laughs> and that's when Victor outside meets, like, the kind of I don't know whether he's like the Mexican equivalent of Snoop Dogg. He really looks like him. He really does. And they exchanged $100 bills and they come up with this crap code words, don't they, that they say to each other. Oh, I know. I know. It's just like, mate, I've got a, I've got a suitcase. Who gives a fuck? They're in a bus station. <laughs> Excuse me. You got changed for $100 bill. This is the smallest I have. Your merchandise is in the luggage trucks. <laughs> They're right shit hole. You've got a float that's in a white suit. You know, you couldn't look any more fucking <laughs> Escobar-like. You know, what else is he doing there? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like someone from the set of Saturday Night Fever just standing there, and he comes up with these code words. Yeah, no one knows what I'm doing here, so we need to use code words, right? Don't, just don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So they, they exchanged the the half hundred dollar bills because that obviously means everything and then he gives him a bundle of cash but as that happens our two heroes exit the bus station and point guns at victor and it's really it just gets more bizarre yeah they both want to arrest him so in turn schwarzenegger then points his gun at belushi and says i want to arrest him i mean why didn't they just arrest him? You know? I know, I know. I did look at this and I was like, hang on a minute. What the fuck are you talking? Why? Why is he doing that? You know, there's just no reason for it whatsoever. At all. No. Apart from the fact that you just let him get away. That's it. Because yeah. you killed a Chicago cop. Or you killed a Russian cop. And then they point guns at each other. These two, after all of this time trying to find him would not do this no, and they no. do it and he escapes and it's just head scratching stuff it's it's strange it, it really is but oh, and, it he, is, yeah. and he nicks a bus victor steals a bus and 
And then Arnie and Belushi jump on a bus as well. And it's strange because the buses aren't technically changing each other, chasing each other, sorry, because they're never in the same shot on screen, are they? No, I do wonder if it's the same bus. It is so weird because you get them, the, the tropey smashing into cars, knocking those kind of parking meters over and mm. they tick all the boxes and it, it's mildly entertaining, but they're not smashing side by side and they they just never see each other. It's it's a very strange choice. And the reason why they chose coaches is because um, Walter Hill said that Schwarzenegger was too big to get in a car and have a proper car chase. Even though he's been in a car for quite a lot of this film. I know, maybe he doesn't realise that. <laughs> so did he watch the there. rest of it? Or did they do this scene first? Because <laughs> that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. No. Okay. Okay, good. But that's I suppose it's it's more dramatic, I suppose, being in a bus. It, it, because I it's, get that. it's big, but, but they are slow and if they were if it if it kind of had some impact on the chase Apart from like being able to destroy stuff, that they're just buses chasing each other. If they were smashing into each other, you, you never see buses like cars do smashing into each other and everything. You, they, I just yeah. don't know. There's no payoff for the buses. No, no, you're right, mate. There is no real payoff apart from the fact of the amount of destruction they cause and you know going through that monument and stuff like that. I mean, you do see them sort of driving after each other in the buses but that's about it i think that's, don't you that's so shit that even the way you described that <laughs> <laughs> it's true i'm just watching it and you said they're not in the same shot they are because one's behind the other one <laughs> oh that could just be a bus on its route i don't know <laughs> so buses if you had to choose a film for buses what film would you choose well the one that instantly comes is speed isn't it yeah because it's about a bus that can't slow down i mean bus chases when you've got you i mean the italian job amazing using a bus to its potential so good as you say speed absolutely brilliant this is just terrible it really is terrible and they have a game of chicken and you know for a fact none of them are going to back off schwarzenegger's driving victor's driving they hate each other. They actually show the hatred for each other. And it's Belushi who pulls the wheel away, who doesn't want to die. Yeah. And the Pussy bus Belushi. tips over and a train hits Victor's bus. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are definitely picking out the holes in this film. Not that, you know, there are quite a few, bless it. But it is funny, isn't it? I mean, Pussy Belushi just has to get Arnie to stop. But, you know, what is going to happen if those two went head on? Yeah. All they're going to do is fucking seriously injure or kill each other, which yeah. doesn't make any sense at all, does it? it no, really Arnie was willing to die. And it's so strange because the bus hits Victor's coach uh, kind of in the middle. So it kind of T-bodes him. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger gets out of his and... He turns around to Belushi, and I don't understand. I must have missed something previously in the film because he punch. He does a, a Terminator punch through the window, and he shouts out at um, Belushi that um, 
He's a rock. He says, you're a rock, doesn't he? Is that what you said? Yeah, you're a rock. Go, yeah, you're a rock, you're a rock, you're a rock. And I, I don't get it. I don't know why he's saying it, do you? Maybe you're supposed to say cock. <laughs> I've got no idea. But it came out wrong. <laughs> but well, they just kept it. Oh, really? No, rock's close enough. It's so strange. It really is strange. I don't know. As I say, whether I missed something in the film, no, clearly I you can't. must have missed it as well. Yeah. Why I you can't. would say that? But he, they kind of Victor comes. It all got all the smoke. It gets all kind of atmospheric. And as the subtitle say, it's sinister music playing. But he walks up to Victor, and there's a bit of a showdown. And that's when um, Schwarzenegger just shoots him with a magnum shitloads of times. Why Victor didn't shoot him earlier, why Schwarzenegger didn't shoot Victor earlier, no. it's really, really strange. There is no tension. You know which way it's going to go. Victor even know. gets a few shots off and misses. <clears throat> well, that's always the way, isn't it? It's very much an Arnie film is he stands still and everyone shoots at him and no one hits him. You know, yeah. it happens in a lot of his films. But 100%. maybe, you know, um, uh, what's that one? Bloody hell. My mind's gone blank. Raw Deal? Uh, Commando and Raw Deal. Oh, Both of those. You know, he's fighting an entire fucking army and they all shooting machine guns at him and he doesn't get hit once. You oh, know. God, yeah. It's, it's amazing. He's literally bulletproof. He is bulletproof. I should have called this bulletproof, I tell you. <laughs> really, really should have done. But So he, Victor's obviously dead. Everyone's happy. And then you get... Another, when you look at this film, credit to this film, to be honest, mm. you do get the idea that um, Rush Hour really ripped a lot out of this film, yeah. didn't it? I think In it the did. end, they exchanged gifts, didn't they? <laughs> the ten grand watch for the twenty dollar Eastern Europe, Eastern East German. Yeah. And didn't watch. they do that in Rush Hour as well? Something similar, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was something and very similar. They really did take a lot. They did it better, but they really did take a lot from this film, which is it's strange. And uh yeah, and it just he leaves on a plane back to Russia, the case is solved, and Arnie even says some real corny line, doesn't he? Oh, what's he say at the end about being so different and that it's like Rocky Four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, he says we're police officers, not politicians, and it's okay to like each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he does, doesn't he? And it is, yeah. Like, that's why I likened it to Rocky Four earlier because it is yeah. very much this. Hey, you know, we hate each other, but it's okay. Yeah, we, I we can change if you can change. We all can change. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Such a good film, Rocky Four, but it is out, you know. I love it. I want to have a bad word said about Rocky Four. No, mate, no. it's one I love. Rocky one to one to four are fucking awesome. I won't, yeah. I won't say anything bad about them either. But the only thing that is a slight issue with it is the fact that it's so political. But he wanted it. Sly wanted it to be political didn't he so that's why it was it yeah that's the the message that he was getting across wasn't it yes. end of the day that was the big thing it was for but, some fucking reason i've got no idea i don't know i don't know maybe he wanted to be a governor of somewhere but oh dear but yeah that was red heat i mean it's uh i, I watched this i've just literally finished watching it just before the podcast um yeah so it was thankfully fresh in my mind 
what's your best bits, worst bits? I mean, would you recommend it? I mean, how do you feel about this film? Would um, you score it? Uh, well, if we're doing it out of five, I'd probably give it a three. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's brilliant because it isn't. You can't say it's a brilliant film, but it's also not a film that you want to instantly turn off. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was because of the fact of how comedic it it was in the way it was sort of portrayed. You know, the stuff at the beginning with the fact that everyone's just walking around in loincloths and it was just completely unnecessary and the fact that it tried to be funny and like you pointed out, the fact that it's been ripped off massively by rush hour. So they must've done something right, just not in the right way, or it was made in the wrong era or something or whatever it might be. Um, I would recommend it if people want something that's quite easy to watch and like, you know, lots of blood and violence and basically looking at Arnie being massive um, I think the funniest bit is probably the comedy, or the best bits is probably the comedy parts where he knocks that. If you heard of Miranda and knocks that bloke out, I was in fucking stitches. It was so funny. Um, yeah. Had you seen this before the podcast? Before is this the first time watching it? No, I've, I own this on. I own this on DVD anyway, so I've seen it before. Oh, okay. And I, and I watched it obviously when we decided we were going to do it, so I was aware of it, but. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. I'd say it's pretty good. There's some good bits. It's forced. It's it's an old, classic 80s film. And if I was, put it this way, I'd watch this over Raw Deal. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, do you prefer this to Raw Deal? You, you do, I'd say. Massively, it, yeah. because it, it makes some, you know, the story is, isn't it? It is basically rush hour, but just done. Uh, 10 years plus beforehand yeah and they've tried to be funny and it has got funny elements in it but unfortunately as much as he's tried arnie is not a comedic actor you know yeah it's, it's not going to work the same as chris tucker and jackie chan who are both hilarious in their own way as much as the other guy is brilliant he can't be funny for two of them yeah, I'm really surprised that they didn't uh, kind of at the time. I mean, you're wisecracking kind of um, uh, like actors in there, and especially going through the 80s, that someone like I think, I mean, Belushi wasn't he wasn't really a problem, but I think Nick Nolte would have worked mm. much better for this. I think he would have been. I think he's got a greater screen presence than. Um, than Belushi has and when you think the success of 48 Hours that was 1982 so this was a yeah. few years after and that was Walter Hill as well so I'm really surprised why he didn't use um, like Nick Nolte whether they would have compared it to 48 Hours I don't know maybe yeah maybe I mean would he want to do a similar film again I don't know that's, that's the thing isn't it and I like I like Belushi in this film. I think he's very good. He doesn't really put a foot wrong. He plays that the person he's trying to be very very well, and it must be so hard. And this is no discredit to Arnie because I think he's fantastic at what he does. But it must be very hard to work with an actor that has no 
you know, he was employed because of his size, wasn't he? Yeah. And his presence on screen. It, it was never, unfortunately, to do with how good he was at acting. And to act alongside someone like that and try and have this, you know, relationship built on screen, it, you know, it must be near on impossible to do. Well, I think so that's him, credit then to Rush Hour to a certain extent when yeah. you've got um, Chris Tucker, mental, goes off track. And Jackie Chan, whose English isn't particularly wonderful, well, how well that worked, you know? Oh, it worked fantastically, though, didn't it? But it, it was just, it was done in such a such a good way. Obviously, they waned as they went on. But we, you know, by number three, the scripts and everything was yeah. pants. But their relationship spawned three films, which is what we all said. It was their relationship we enjoyed, really, very much the same with Lethal Weapon. You know, so, you had, so who was the star of this film for you? Uh, it's always going to be Arnie because of the fact he does all the action. But I think the best actor in this film is probably Belushi. Yeah. To be yeah, honest. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. What about you, yeah. then, Stu? What would you give it? What I'd, you give I'll go it? with you, mate. I'd give it a three out of five. I mean, yeah, we've picked so many holes in this, um, or two and a half out of five, but it mm. is an enjoyable action film it's a real yeah. no-brainer and we always watch this with a critical eye because that's the whole kind of point of doing it um but it, it is just a good action film the story has got i think it would have benefited from cutting a hell of a lot of scenes out and possibly adding the scenes that were cut out back into the film um it, it probably would have flowed and made a lot more sense um other than typewriters yeah god 100 <laughs> percent but with the worst bits it's difficult to pick the worst bit because i think there was just too much russian in it i know yeah. they were in russia but to actually have to put english subtitles on um and they not show actually english subtitles built into it when i was speaking russian is bizarre yeah. um and showing russian letters is pointless especially if they're not going to explain what it means um which was strange but good bits i mean it's hard to pick a good bit out, as in, uh, again, I agree with you, the Miranda punching the guy was just comedy, unexpected comedy, and they purposely didn't put one-liners in um, that they do for Arnie because they wanted to get away from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that worked well, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Other than the whole porn coming on and saying capitalism or whatever, there was very few of, of that type yeah. of thing, wasn't there? So yeah, I wouldn't like agree. stick around and I have to let him go and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, thankfully they got away from there. Um, I'd I'd recommend this to someone, but with words of advice of <laughs> uh, if there is nothing else on, if the the Great British Sewing Bee's finished, if the Pottery Throwdown is finished and Glow Up, maybe watch this. But I'd recommend those over that. To be honest, wow. even Glow Up, Jesus. I love Glow Up. I honestly no. love Glow Up. No. Yeah. Dear. I do. Honestly, there's nothing better. <sighs> Me and the missus, our Thursday nights, because everything's been on then, it will be all that glitters, Great British Sewing Bee, Glow Up, and the Pottery Throwdown. You can't get a better evening than that, to be honest. I don't mind the Sewing Bee and the other one, you said. And the Pottery Throwdown, the Pottery yeah. really cries all the time. Oh, I love it. Pots. It's like, man, it's a pot 
Oh, sake. it's just brilliant. I love it when he cries. He's such a nice guy, honestly. If anyone has not, not seen this, watch it. It's so good. I'm not saying he's not a nice guy, but fuck me, it's a pop. You know, well done. Someone rubbed their hands with some clay, and now it looks good. Don't need to get a. Oh, oh. you're a cold man, aren't you? <laughs> you really are. Theory me. Theory now me. and again, just, but it's just every time I've only I've not seen it all the time. I'm not an avid watcher like yourself, but every time it's on. And I catch it, and it's just he starts fucking blubbering. Oh, Jesus oh I've got it series linked, honestly. Have Don't you read really that? Jesus. Oh, yeah. This. All these things are coming out, honestly. Confessions. <laughs> no, not not for me, I'm afraid. Not my Never kind mind. of thing. Never mind. Um, but Invincible, because we've mentioned that before, I finished watching Invincible. Oh, did you? On you Amazon. Think? Oh, it's so good. It's such a good series. It really is. It just, it sort of twists and turns and you don't quite know where it's going. The gore and blood and violence in it is just unreal. Some of the things they do in that, yeah. it's just, you can't believe they go in that direction. It's just, yeah. it's insane. But it's well worth a watch if you like animated series. Yeah, so. I can't agree any more than that. It's so good. I was blown away. I didn't know what to mm. expect. And... Uh, the cast of it, Sandra O, oh, J.K. Simmons, uh, I mean, Stephen Yen, is so, so good. Honestly, yeah. Mark Hamill even voices as well. He does. And he's got um, Clancy Brown. It, it is, it's massive. And Walton Goggins. It, and it's, as you say, the story of the arc of these characters gets you. And the, the level of violence, the animation is just out of this world. I can't wait. I'm so glad they've greenlit season two and season three already. Oh, it's, definitely. It's just brilliant. Yeah, it's a real breath of fresh air. And um, can't recommend it enough, honestly. Loki starts soon as well. So. Yeah, we'll be doing the Loki podcast. Oh, that will yes. come out. Uh, I think that's on this. Is that on this weekend? Uh, 11th, isn't it? Or something like that. 11th, so, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, so we'll be going back to two podcasts every week. I'm also putting out the podcast as I said, from the vault of ones that um, we haven't put out for a while, I think the next one that I'll be putting out um, is, oh my God, I can't even bloody remember it, what it's called now. That is just how dedicated I am, <laughs> <laughs> which is so, so bad. It's going to be Event Horizon and oh. I Saw the Devil, both of those that I'll be putting out. And if you haven't seen I Saw the Devil, it is unbelievable it's one of the best revenge films that's ever been made so good really quite really great. sad quite graphic and event horizon is just well that's a brilliant um sci-fi horror so good it speaks for itself doesn't it that film it's such a yeah good film. yeah oh. both of them totally recommend and are we putting both of those out again on our um android and itunes it'll be out next week at some point and again go to youtube and put the film reel cast in and you'll see our little red symbol with a film reel cast thanks to everyone who's subscribed to that channel the subscription is going up every single day which is amazing and everyone who subscribed and left comments again um go back to the king of kong really really appreciate that it means a hell of a lot and as i said last week or last month we had over thirty-eight thousand downloads for our podcast hell. that's insane it is. It's just amazing. And we are, and we mean it when we say it, we are so grateful for the people who do that. It's, Definitely. 
it's just mind blowing. I was really, literally really going to say those words. It is mind blowing. It's just every time you talk about it, it's like unbelievable. Definitely. So, yeah, thank you so yeah. much. So we're um, the film realcast at Gmail. We're on um, at the film realcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram as well. Um, follow us. Leave any comments, any films you want us to review. Just send us a message and uh, we'll quite happily do that. I mean, if you want to jump on the pod, if there's a film you really desperately want to talk about, then by all means, you can jump on the pod and we'll all do it together. It's really not a problem. We do this for fun. We don't take it serious. So it's all good laughs. We'll be back with Salvation, hopefully, won't we? Oh, hopefully. Hopefully the boys will be available. I'm really looking forward to talking about that. Honestly, I have never seen it before. Um, Yeah, I've got quite a few things to to talk about and get your points of view knowing uh or don't really know what side of the fence you're on with regards to salvation so I, like, be interesting. Well, I know james hates it or has a lot of issues with it i've i've i quite like it so it's going to be interesting i think there's going to be quite a lot of different opinions on this film Excellent. between the three of us so that's what good. we always love yeah definitely We'll be playing out to back in the ussr as a dedication to this film everyone <laughs> thanks for listening and Thanks for the downloads, your comments, and everything. It's really appreciated. And uh, keep listening. We'll be back with Terminator. And thanks for everyone's time. It's been great. Have a lovely weekend, whatever you're doing. Take care.